my spidey senses tingling. He's excited about the 12 new products from Five Arrow Energy next year. And he's the host of the Paper Cake Podcast, episode 101. Welcome to the Paper Keg Podcast, uh, where we talk about industry news, uh, the books we're reading as friends forever and ever, and uh, we do a book club. This week, Mark Wade, Mark Farrington, one final time. The return of Barry Allen. Uh, if this is your first time, thanks for listening. We'll go around the room and introduce our host, Dale underscore A, VP of merch. He's a father, family man. Uh, he likes to indulge in the scotch. Uh, alleged alcoholic, Dale underscore A, thanks for being here. It's been so long since I've had any scotch that I feel dead inside. It's been months. Um... Fanfic to the stars. He's he's been ecstatic since Amazon made the news that he can now make money legitimately from his fan fiction. He's a writer, unpublished, working on his own comic book. Also alleged alcoholic. Jonesy loves beer. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me on this. Uh, momentous episode of the Paper Cake Podcast brought to you by my alleged alcoholism <laughs> and my healthy liver. You have no proof. Should be brought to you by that sepia tone basement or <laughs> den you're living in. Human sepia tones over there. Uh, and our dear friend. Uh, he's been with us since the beginning. This is his final episode on Paper Keg. He is a published writer. He's black. He's an actor. Yeshello.tv. Uh, he's engaged. Ladies off the market. He's black. Uh, Mark Farrington, former DC historian. Welcome. You forgot to mention one thing. He is wondering what sepia tone means. <laughs> Classic. It's classic. Classic Mark. It's classic Mark. Ah, good to be here, guys. Uh, Let's do this. Final show with Mark Farrington. Just let that yes, sink sir. in. It's a big show. Yeah, like it's I a said, big show. Yeah. Somebody out there is losing money that I made it this far. I think it's all of us in reality. <laughs> they, uh, so we let you pick the book club this week. The Return of Barry Allen. Mark Wade. Is it George LaRock? Is that who did the art? 
That is correct. I think Greg. he's also a hockey player, George LaRock. Uh, play for the Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you excited about this, Mark? Is this is this one of the biggest days in recent memory for you? It feels weird. I can't help but feel scared that next week I'm not going to know what to do with myself. How excited are you to not have to drive to Mar- to Jonesy's at ten o'clock at night mm-hmm. on Thursday to record the show? It's never the drive here that's the problem. It's the drive home. Mm-hmm. That's what kills me. My wife doesn't let him sleep here is what the problem is. Mm, I wouldn't. Right. They don't like my kind around these parts. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Not with that busted down Taurus that you have. Or did you sell that? I sold that bad boy. How much did you get for so, it? <laughs> um, a whopping $1,000 after I had to negotiate with the dealership. Um, negotiated up to 1000 Negotiated up to 1000 And in nice. reality, I looked at him he looked at me and he said, you thought it was worth more? In the back of my head, I'm doing backflips going, sucker. <laughs> I got over. Uh, Mark's last show. Did uh, we have yeah. any news this week, Dale underscore A? Uh, well, uh, Mark's last show, DC's uh, continued fall of falling apartness. Maybe get his thoughts on James Robinson exiting DC. Oh my! After uh, Earth Two issue sixteen, there's no big details on why he's leaving, but he wishes Jeff Johns, Dan DiDeo, and everyone <laughs> else well. And that's it. Another another creator, creator of Starman, creator of the Golden Age, Audi Five Thousand. Mm. I mean, what? Uh, Mark, do you think this is more of a DC chicanery? Do you think it's just coincidence? Maybe he's uh, leaving for unspecified reasons. Who knows, you know? I have no clue, but I'm curious. I'd be interested as to what the numbers are on Earth 2. Because what's very interesting about this departure is he highlighted that he's not doing any more DC work. That was a little odd to me. Yeah, and, and I guess uh, at a recent panel, WonderCon... He alluded to the fact that he had Earth Two plans up through 2014, so this is definitely being cut short. And it's James Robinson. I mean, James Mark introduced us to Starman, and I fell in love. And the Shade was one of my comics of the year last year, or the year before, whenever that was. And uh, it's just, it's just going to be a shame. I haven't been reading his Earth Two stuff, but I haven't been. That's not Do you his think, fault. Uh, James said there won't be a voice among my fans in the podcast here. <laughs> what is going on so, with that uh, microphone right next to your face? Is it across the like room? That? What is, what no, is happening right with here. that setup? What's going on? You can't see that? Good one last grief. time. Yeah, one last show. Give show Mark some g damn respect <laughs> with that here microphone. We here we go. You know my biggest podcast regret in the hundred and one episodes. I'm never around to see Jonesy's ascension to vice presidency. <laughs> oh, no, no I'm sure that's never going to come to pass. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Is anyone reading Earth 2? I am out of obligation. I wouldn't say I liked it, so I'm going to have to go say I don't like it. Oh but where my. else can I go to get the JSA? Ooh, your old that's back true. issues, Ben, under your pool table. Funny you should mention that. Are you keeping that pool table when you move? I am, actually. That is one of the stipulations of the move. Who's helping you move that? 
Not me, because I don't live in that state anymore. <laughs> oh, I don't have a truck, so I can't help you move it. I'm running the U-Haul, guys. It's cool. Who is a huge tiny mistake on the Twitter? They're blowing up my iPad right now. Good grief. Do- those oh. those putanas at Paper Keg are trying to fool us into believing it's Mark's last show. Don't buy it. Putanas. Wow, they're going to be what is, sorely what is disappointed. That's actually my uh, my fake Twitter account because I still think you guys are Sounds Italian. Right Which one, Jonesy? I think you got like nine <laughs> fake Twitter accounts. Allegedly. They start out a, ho- Allegedly. a house of fire for the first week and then they go dormant for three years. It's because I can never remember the passwords. Uh, I did want to talk about one thing, if I may. You know, I went I went down into the the history books of mm-hmm. Paper Keg, into the archives. Okay. This I, news, I pinpointed I like three moments that really stood out for me as a Mark fan and friend to Is the this end. This news. Uh, one moment could be which we all agreed that we wanted to turn into T-shirts, but never happened. Shockingly, <laughs> um, gonna play it right now for you guys. Yawning right now, uh, Mark, Mark Farrington, Mark. internet star of Yes Hello. Former DC historian, current bat historian. Sorry, it's been a long day. Long just day. Gave him, just, look, just, just gave himself a new title. Just gave himself that title. I've always been the bat expert. Go back to the archives. No, no, no. You're the bat family genealogist. Get it right or go. Oh home. yeah, I forgot about that nickname. Can I have the geese? Get out the geese? Is that slang? <laughs> Can I have the keys? Oh. Tell me to go home. Get out the geese. I want to make that so bad. I think that means oh, nine millimeter in the ghetto. Oh, Get out the Mark, oh. come off it. That's inappropriate. Uh, Mark, Tales commentary. Right Get out the geese for us. What am I reading right now? <laughs> I got to tell you, what, real quick for your, for your read your book. We were on the driving down here. Read your book. And uh, Dale texted Mark that something was slamming, and Mark thinks I'm Drink. such an idiot white boy that he's like slamming means good or positive. I'm like, I know that slamming was used in a positive way. You looked very addled. It's because I can't I was trying hear. To help. Good I can't or positive. Hear. Uh, that's it. <laughs> Get out the geese. Trademarked. Wow. Throwback. Oh, holy crap. That's a Talk classic. Top three moments of my life go beyond the show. <laughs> On our way to the annals of New Jersey. Oh, God. My Good favorite times. moment uh, it was when Mark would always swear to me that he would be awake for the ride home and continuously offer to navigate or drive to be asleep <laughs> the instant. We got to the Wawa around the corner from Dale's house. Sometimes before the Wawa that was less than 10 minutes away from Dale's. Mark could fall asleep in the middle of an earthquake, I think, if we were driving. I'd never seen anyone fall asleep as fast as he. Challenge accepted. I taught myself how to do it in college. (laughs) Impressive. (laughs) Money well spent, Mark. (laughs) Coincidentally, I got a C in that course. uh, Anything else in the world of news, uh, Dale, underscore newsman? Well, I was just going to share the, divulge the fact that the crap hero Quicksilver is going to be in two Marvel movies by two different studios, X-Men Days of Future Past by Fox and Avengers 2. Joss Whedon confirming that the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are going to be in that movie as well. What? Uh, They share rights somehow, and he fell through the cracks. (laughs) How is that possible? I, I don't know, and I guarantee that there are going to be probably two separate people playing the part, which is going to be extremely weird. You know what I heard? It, C- Chris Evans is going to play him. <laughs> In uh, the Fox series or the or Avengers? Both. Both. God, he's, God, he's a master. 
don't know how he does it. <laughs> He's just got no time is what it is. I have no idea how he does it. That would be, assuming it happens, that would be freaking fantastic for us comic movie nerds. That's incredible. Yeah, That's who, cares, awesome. who cares about Quicksilver, first of all? Forget what? the Quicksilver and look at the bigger picture. After that JLA Avengers book, nobody. <laughs> I wouldn't want to read any character that was a part of that book. Good grief. Very impressive, Batman. <laughs> Let me give you a back massage. Get out of here. Lightning or er, fireside <laughs> rebuttal for the last time. Fireside rebuttal. For the last time. Oh, uh, my. All right. Do we want to get into the comic talk, or do you have any other t- juicy tidbits? Uh, no comic talk it is. That's it for the tidbits. Let's um, go into the archives a second time, uh, if I may. Uh, Mark Farrington is a big Batman fan. I'm not sure if you realize. And there was a time when the Batman The Dark Knight Rises trailer dropped. <laughs> and Gold we already. all just had just a great time talking about it. I heard that Ducard is back in this movie, at least in flashback. Well, uh, we can't really talk to Mark about anything about this movie because we have to tell a small story. Uh, Mark, well, it, it started yesterday at about 1 p.m. when I Mark, went down to can tailgate. I, can for the I Eagles tell the story game. if you can? Yeah, please. Let's <laughs> slim tell us about her. I was on the. Twi- I was on the Twitter. You know, minding my own business on the yeah, Twitterific. You do. Twitterific, and uh, I see this post from Mark. You know, the former DC historian. <laughs> saying that he has just seen the second trailer to The Dark Knight Rises, and he's very excited to see Robin Williams uh, in the film. Now, let me just let that simmer on everyone listening right now. Fan or not, Robin Williams in the new Batman. So, you know, myself, I like to think I'm on the up and up. I, I read this seven times, and I'm like, what on earth is happening? Is he trolling me? Am I being mega-trolled right now? Slim chuckled because he thought it was a good troll. <laughs> yeah, I was successfully trolled, so I, I second-guessed myself. I was like, Robin Williams is not in this film. We would have heard something about this by now. So I actually Googled this. I thought I was going insane. <laughs> you typed in those I words. I was like, Robin Williams' Dark Knight Rises. Tell me I'm not losing my mind. So I, I see that you know last year... He was rumored to be in the movie, and there's a link to a fan trailer that someone made using clips from the first two Batman movies, Aeon Flux. Is that what that was? Uh, yeah. <laughs> other, I wonder what that is. What's the other uh, uh, Christian Bale movie when he was, was like the Matrix? Oh, the uh, movie? Yeah. E- um, Equilibrium. Equilibrium clips are in there. Oh, my God. Uh, Patch Adams was in there. The movie, <laughs> the movie where he played the... Uh, I think it was another Christopher Nolan movie where Robin Williams is like the psychopath killer. One hour How are photo. we not running out of tape? Not one hour photo. It's a different one. Oh, the one where he's in, in the mist, in like the mist film, whatever that was. So I mean, so the fact of the matter is, Mark watched a fan trailer with no new footage and thought that was the trailer for The Dark Knight Rises and was excited about it. I was drinking. <laughs> My excitement got the better of me. But where is it? He's say. like. When we asked about the authenticity, he's like, a buddy tipped me off. Yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. This is why you don't trailer. go to LCS's looking for news. I mean, whatever comic shop you went to, you should probably never go to again, let's be honest, I to get this tip. I'm, I don't think I can. It was actually a Robin Williams promoter. <laughs> <laughs> Robin Williams lobbyist. <laughs> you uh, like that Dark Knight, uh, Dark Knight Rises, eh? Uh, take a look at this. But uh, back to the real trailer. Uh, Don Garvey. Made a good point. 
He, he, I'm gonna cut that off right there, where it says Don Garvey made a good point. Yeah. <laughs> that could be my most embarrassing paper keg moment of all time, hands down. Oh God, one of my favorites. One that was gold. Favorites. Holy crap! Do you remember the excitement on <laughs> his the, the excited tweet that he tweeted? <laughs> he believed. I wish in I would have so favored much. it. The funny thing my is, my boy, I'm ready for you, my boy, Robin, my boy. I have never noticed or appreciated just how eloquently you can weave a story, Slim. <laughs> I learned that from Pac K. Hey. 70, <laughs> 70 plus years. It's telling stories just to, just to get a laugh out of himself. I was the subject of that story, and I'm sitting here leaning on my knees going, and then what happened? <laughs> oh, yeah? What did I say next? Wow. Oh, God. What an Good episode. Times. Mark's last show. Thanks for being here, Mark. And uh-huh. for 100 plus episodes. Really, probably 70 episodes, maybe give or take, that you're present on. It was yeah. a thought that counts. We should get a tally. I'm wondering how many episodes Mark actually was on. Uh, but let's J-Man. get <laughs> J-Man, can you get on that wiki? <laughs> Dale, what did you read this week? I went ahead and read this gem of a book, Half Past Danger. Mm. You guys read this? You guys check this no. out? No, I've heard about no. it, though. No, sir. Half Past Danger by Stephen Mooney. The guy did it all, except editing. Picture, hmm, uh, World War Two American okay. soldiers in the South Pacific. They're on some scouting mission. Irish uh, sergeant leading the platoon, so there's some mild racism in there. Mm-hmm. And um, they stumble Mark. across, they stumble across a uh, Nazi encampment in the South Pacific Islands, which is strange to begin with. And there's only four or five of these guys, so they can't really do anything about it. But they're going to take some pictures, report back to HQ when they have a chance. So they scout around. They basically take the long way around the, this encampment, which is odd because just, just for the fact there's Nazis in the South Pacific, but there's like these railroad train tracks going into the middle of the camp. Hmm. They scout around the camp, and they, they end up walking through this jungle and it, it they end up in this Savage Land-esque Jurassic Park uh, jungle with Velociraptors and Tyrannosaurus Rex. And it's it's a great adventure story set um, with World War II soldiers, American soldiers. And I had a great time reading this. It was a beautiful book. IDW put this thing out. I think uh, Jonesy would be right up your alley, especially. Yeah. Um, but I just love the time period it was in. And um, I, I just really enjoyed the book. And, and it's not, you know, it's not mildly, you know, vi- dinosaurs are violent. They will attack. And, and the, the book doesn't hold back on that. It's, it's a, you know, more oriented towards the, uh, not the graphic, but, you know, people die. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> and it's ju- it was just a wonderful book. And Stephen... Stephen Mooney, who did it, I mean, beautiful job on the whole story. I imagine doing a whole book like this, he probably has the whole story planned out or a couple issues in the can at least before releasing something like this. But really great. It's a kind of Rocketeer, kind of Indiana Jonesy with the Nazis and stuff. Really cool. Mm. And I highly recommend this book to anyone. I bet you it looks really good in uh, CMX HD as well. Mm. Really good. I'm intrigued. I love stories where the 
supernatural or fantastic element is not the main plot. Like you put a real life situation, mm-hmm. and just weave it in there. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, uh, check it out, Jonesy. What What about you? What did you read? I read. Uh, you know, I have an addiction to image number ones. Mm-hmm. So I read uh, the bounce. Oh, pish posh. Uh, So I read The Bounce, number one, by Image. And uh, let me set the stage for you. Everyone you know does drugs. Mm. Every life. And it it in no way negatively affects their lives. (laughs) Bright lights, big city. No. In fact, drugs have the opposite. They make your life more glamorous and easy. So uh, we have here uh, a stoner. Air quotes. He smokes the pot out of a bong device, a glass bong device. And uh, I'm not clear as to whether that gives him superpowers or he's just a superhero that likes to get stoned. Hmm, And uh, he sees on the news that a police chief is in danger. So uh, his superpower is he... I'm going to say this with a straight face. He can curl himself up at a ball and bounce around with superhuman force. Hmm. So uh, he goes after uh, a supervillain called The Crunch, who <laughs> kills... Uh, oh, spoiler. The chief of police, who is a throwaway character, dies. <laughs> and uh, the whole world <laughs> is now uh, knows that superheroes and villains are out there, and they're out to get them. And the book ends on a, not a cliffhanger, but, you know, the bounce goes after his next high. And uh, it turns out that another villain is the actual drug. And he comes out on the other side in some weird high world. Very, very out there. I don't know if I'll come back for number two because I really don't hmm. get it. Hmm. So. That sounds, I was intrigued by the cover of the book. I would have never gleaned any of that information from the cover, though. That's that sounds wild. Who um, who wrote this? Is this Joe Casey? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. He's kind of a kook. He is kind of a kook. Was this book approved by Dare? <laughs> you know, we used to have Dare in my uh, grade school. The guy, the cop, Officer Carey, used to come by in his fancy car all the time. I did it, too. I wasn't asking facetiously. I fully support Dare. Please <laughs> don't God. negatively review... Paper keg on iTunes because I'm being serious. Well, Mark's uh, officer friendly was my officer. Officer friendly, literally. That was probably his con name. He was like arrested for a cop. I don't think he was. He was arrested for stealing computer equipment out of the school. (laughs) Like later on. Um, it's my turn officially. Live on the show, it's my turn to talk about a book that I may or may not have read. Scrolling through to see what I did read. Uh, Jonathan Hickman. You heard of this guy? Anybody? Hickmania. No. Hickmania. He's a writer. He's a writer. He did a long run on the Fantastic Four. And I went back and grabbed those digital trades. Uh, Fantastic Four by Jonathan Hickman, volume one through three. Mm. So that's what I've been reading on the train. Some John Hickman, some Eagle Sham. And some guy that draws a lot like Brian Hitch, uh, Neil Edwards. So this is when the first story arc is when uh, Reed Richards has this machine that he built, 
and that he finds a secret council of every other time parallel timelines version of himself they try to solve all the universe's problems and every universe's problems um the problem is they they leave their life behind entirely they leave their family and go do this so he's forced with the decision to see if he wants to do that and leave and then go solve all the problems um, arc. it was really good the i mean it's hmm. it's pretty great so far but the I for some reason when I first read the beginning of this I liked the Neil Edwards art a lot because it reminded me of Hitch but now going back it doesn't hold up well. It feels like he's now copying Brian Hitch art which a lot of people say is just photographs that Brian Hitch likes and then draws as characters. <laughs> like people think that Brian Hitch copies a lot of like photography and draws it mm-hmm. um to save time or if that's his style or whatever. But it um it it's 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 hickman world building but not like down my throat like some of his 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 creator own stuff like i recently went and read manhattan projects in trade form because i didn't like reading it monthly so i read volume 1 and 2 and i liked it but reading it in trade form his little fancy wacky mid issue posters and quotes it really mm-hmm. just wore me down like, I get it, okay. you know, Hickman, you're throwing these quotes out and you can design these big circle pages with white. <laughs> yeah. But, like, in trade form, it worked against me because I felt like every two minutes I was seeing one of these little art pieces. And by the po- I was actually just skipping all the quotes. Like, I don't, I'm, all right, I'm done with these quotes. I don't even know if it matters, but I'm skipping them. But you can kind of see some of that in Fantastic Four. At, like, the top of every issue, there was a quote from that issue. Um, that maybe meant something. So, I mean, I'm really enjoying it. It's it's easier going back now in trades and just kind of blowing mm-hmm. through them. Do you intend on completing the Hickman run? Is that is that what you set out to do, or did you just set out to check it out at first? And uh, I I grabbed the first three right away, so I knew I was going in for like a deep dive. Oh yeah, as they say. But I remember kind of it it tailing off towards the end. Like didn't Stegman do like a couple issues of Fantastic Four towards the end of his run? Like it I don't Yeah, I think you're right. But I remember there being some really great issues, like that one where Ben Grimm they show him like over the course of m- millennia, like because he he like didn't age as everyone else. Yeah, you I was just thinking issue? about that issue. Wow. So I'm eager to get to that. I'm eager to see like the Johnny Storm death stuff because I remember when Comics Alliance was a thing, they had like this post from the Uzi talking about how there was little like eavesdroppings of story threads that like, oh, well, this happened 20 issues ago and now it's become a thing. So I don't know. I'm interested to see if I catch that stuff. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I'd, I'd be curious to I'll, I'll keep up to date with you because I'm curious to see if you pick up on any of that stuff and if that really happened. I heard it happened, but from people who probably never even read the run. Right. They just read yeah. articles about it and yeah. jade off about it. Uh, I read the series as it originally came out, and I think you're going to get a better experience out of it than I did. Mm-hmm. That Hickman writing is not meant to read on a monthly basis. You need it in long bursts just for those few elements of, remember that character who walked by on the 17th panel Ugh. in issue 34? Well, here you are 30 issues later, and it all makes sense. 
Uh, I, I, I love the uh, any of the Fantastic Four stuff with Spider-Man, though. That was some of my favorite. I liked that he was a part of that team. You like Spider-Man. I do like Spider-Man. That's true. Uh, Mark Farrington, former DC historian, now riding off into the podcast sunset. What did you read? I went back to an old faithful. I went to Green Lantern number 20, Jeff John's last issue of Green Lantern. Wow. Um, after nine years, 100 issues, 100 plus issues, Jeff John's brings the story to an end. This is concluding the Wrath of the First Lantern storyline. 79 pages being released on sale for $7.99. This book is not for anybody who wants to dabble in Green Lantern. My personal opinion, I've been with Green Lantern since in the early 90s, so this was gold to me. This was the payoff of John's running through all his storylines since he began. You saw everything. I'd say 95% of the stories that he had came to a close here. Wow. We see Hal Jordan come back from the dead and lead every Lantern Corps to defeat the first Lantern. Spoilers. We see... Major, major deaths and a shakeup change in the Green Lantern Corps. We get an epilogue as told by future Green Lanterns of what actually happened to all your characters. And this book had most of the artists that Jeff Johns had teamed with throughout his run. So aside from Doug Monkey as the regular series artist, he had Ethan Van Skiver, Ivan Reyes, Patrick Gleason, Cully Hamner. Jerry Ordway, just to name a few, doing splashes and full-page layouts. I'm not going to get into the description too much as to what happens, but this book is gold. I loved it. I I, I intend on checking it out eventually. I dropped off of Green Lantern pretty early on in the New 52, but when I was getting back into comics in like 05, 06, 07... Jeff John's Green Lantern was like my one of my official introductions into DC and I loved it and I collected the crap out of it and I just didn't pick it up now this week because one I stopped collecting it what 12 13 issues ago and I was 8 bucks so I I budgetary reasons prevented me but it's impressive what he did for that book and reviving the it's like either number one or number two in sales, at least. I mean, I think it's just the coolest. And I, lo- I love the idea of Green Lantern. I think Jeff Johns did a wonderful job um, making me love it. And I loved, I mean, the colored lantern stuff, Blackest Night. and the color. I, I was a total sucker for all the color lanterns that he came up with and all that happy Cash cow. That's what those lantern cores Very were. cash. Cash cow. I actually... What? I know, like, I have a peripheral idea of what's been happening in Green Lantern over the years, and I really enjoyed this issue. Like, I there was a recap in the way that he told the story. He kind of told you what's been happening with Hal Jordan and what's been happening over the past 30 issues, like 60 issues. And it was a big oh, issue. Wow. It's, like, it's like 80 pages, 80 or 90 pages. Um, and Doug Monkey, that guy, I feel like he's a big artist, but he's just kind of been in Green Lantern and hasn't had a name. And there was something at the end, of the, like Jeff Johns wrote this little thank you at the end, and he said something which I didn't even know was happening, but he said that that monkey is coming with uh, over to him 
on Justice League of America. Oh wow! I caught that too. I thought Paul Pullen, or Ivan Reyes was the permanent Justice League artist. Well, I think he's on Justice League, but I I think he said Justice League of America, like the Manhunter team oh. and uh, uh, Boz Baz. <laughs> but he's a great artist. And there was yeah. well, I was saying this before the show, but there's a double page spread from Ivan Reyes, which uh, I would pay cash money for to put on a wall. It's that good. Cash. And it's Green Lantern. What's crazy is Dale is absolutely right. There's a lot of people who had a passing knowledge of Green Lantern, but they picked it up with Jeff Johns and it came through. And nine years later, look what Jeff Johns' popularity on this book did. Top five seller, colored lantern t-shirts and tattoos all across the board. Oh, heck yeah. Animated series, a full-length movie, video games. It's... Huge. Yeah, he had stunning. a phenomenal influence. It's stunning what he did. He made the Green Lantern like the coolest, and I and I love that he did that. I'm curious to see what happens now. Now, did he? Did it come to a conclusion to where the like issue 21 is going to be a completely new thing? Like this is going to be the new 52 Green Lantern, or is this they, just going like, to be this year? Like Green Lantern could never. If this was the last Green Lantern book ever published, it would be fine. Like it felt Agreed. like it was that final wow. in all the stuff that they did. Oh, wow. Wholeheartedly You're agree. you me buy this book. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, really. I might buy it tonight now. <laughs> I mean, the mix of blockbuster action, over-the-top, world-shattering, like, breakneck action, and then the heartfelt moments, the ending, or the conversations with Sinestro, or even when you find out the final fate of the Guardians. So good. There was, in, res- in pro wrestling, for pro wrestling fans, there's like, in big matches where, like, the big moments happen is where all the wrestlers do their finishing moves, and it's near the end, and it's supposed to be, like, the big moments. This book had, like, seven full pages where it was a finishing move, where, like, whoa, they just did this, and then two pages later, it was like, whoa, that just happened. And it was all great-looking for Monkey. This is where Hulk Hogan picked up Yokozuna. Oh, man. Is that what you're telling me right now? Maybe even Lex Luger. Picking him up oh, on that the USS wow. uh, whatever that was. Oh uh, yeah. Speaking of pronouncing monkey, I have a one final clip uh, that was that really started it all. I think in my mind, all the way back in the at the twenties of Paper Keg. Wow. If I am correct, the Roaring Twenties. We did a book club uh, for a book called Batman Noel. This week. Christmas, Christmas, Christmas book. You know, yeah. we wanted to bring in the love for you guys. Christmas love, commuting in on your Christmas week. Written and drawn by Lee Barahimo. <laughs> <laughs> bird. What and what? <laughs> Where does bird come in? B e r j e. Screw you guys, okay? Barahimo, beer. Done. Robin Williams. B e r Lee Barahimo. B e r x. L apostrophe. Uh, <laughs> sounds like a wind talker from the World War II. Or <laughs> uh, Batman Noel uh, follows the Charles Dickens classic <laughs> yarn. Baremo? Oh, man, that was... Holy smokes. <laughs> I hate you guys, and I hate Mark's show. coming back next week. <laughs> no. He's falling in love with us all over again. Final. Ego is going to be Final unhealthily undamaged. Show. Uh, anytime I see his name, Lee, Lee Barmejo, in a, in a <laughs> book, I just chuckle to myself. Forever. Forever chuckle. Um, 
Fyakhlov. <laughs> uh, so that was that was totally unrelated. It's always on my soundboard. But uh, lightning round, two sentences or less. A book you read this week. Uh, who do we start off with? VP of merch. Yep. The Deep Sea, Dark Horse one shot. Nineteen sixty, a crew dive in a bath escape into the Mariana Trench, go missing for 50 years, but only one day has passed in their lives. Don't call it a one-shot if there's clearly a continuation at the end of this book. Enjoyable otherwise. (laughs) That was like nine sentences, I think. (laughs) That was two combined sentences. Starman, issue one million. I wanted to create a Starman issue as a tribute to my dear friend Mark Farrington. This was not the issue to have read. What happened? Question mark. Lightning oh, fill uh, <laughs> This is me. Uh, Lightning catch up. <laughs> Daredevil number 26. We are witnessing Marvel Comics history with Mark Wade and Chris Somney. If you do not like this book, you are a Hitler apologist and a terrorist. JSA number 31. Batman and the JSA team up to race against time and save a baby girl. Simple team-up issue that was, for some reason, very, very fascinating and enjoyable. We're running out of tape right now. (coughs) We're running hot. The Return of Barry Allen, Mark Wade, and the artist. What is uh, this storyline... Greg LaRock. About Jonesy Loves Beer? Wait, 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 wait. For the last time. Can I do it? Can I do it? Can I yeah. do it? Can I do it? Yeah, please. An impassioned Mark Farrington. Never see him so alive. And, aw- and awake Mark Farrington. <laughs> I'm on vacation tomorrow. It's going to be great. Again? This is like your ninth vacation wow. in 2013. This is ridiculous. We are running out of GD tape. <laughs> oh the gosh. return of Barry Allen. Before he was the fastest man alive, Wally West was a 10-year-old boy who idolized the Flash. Through fate, Wally gained the same speed powers of his idol, and he became Kid Flash, the sidekick to his hero. (laughs) While Wally loved and worshipped the ground Flash ran on, he loved his uncle Barry Allen even more. Through the years, Barry taught Wally how to be a man and a hero. Then Barry gave his life in the crisis, which sent Wally spiraling down a dark path for years. I mean, he became immature. He became self-doubtful. It all stemmed from his feelings of not measuring up to Barry's legacy. In time, he grew past it and became a hero in his own right. So what would happen if Barry Allen, his mentor, his hero, came back? This is that story. You think he'd be happy. You think that it would be the greatest day of his life. And it was for a minute. But through time, Barry became more aggressive. He wasn't 
ready for how much time had passed. And instead of appreciating, respecting, and being proud of his nephew for taking his place, he became resentful. He became angry and dangerous. So eventually, he decides that to penalize Central City for embracing his nephew as the new Flash, that he would destroy it and punish them for forgetting him. And this is how the story of how it affects Wally. The Return of Barry Allen. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Mark's going to be a hard habit to break. So long, mobile devices streaming this YouTube episode. <laughs> we just broke all copyright infringements. Sorry. Uh, the return of Barry Allen. Can I just say that I was shocked to the core that I really enjoyed this storyline. <laughs> it held up. It held up. Uh, well, you know, one of my first ever comic books, I'm not sure if Mark can pinpoint a year, is I think right after this or before the cover where Flash is holding a flight attendant and they just fell out of a plane and he has to like run in midair and slow them down. Do you remember what, what, that book, Mark? I, I do so. not remember. I think Any. it was Quicksilver. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, both Fox Actually. and Marvel are making a movie out of that one issue. I'm going to look through the issues to find out when that was. Um, but anyhow, anywho, I really enjoyed uh, the book. I mean, I, it held up amazingly well, I thought. Really well. And Mark Way just did a heck of a job, again. he I, I didn't know anything about the story. I didn't know the ending. I didn't know if uh, who Barry Allen, air quotes, was, and I was thoroughly thrilled with the resolution and what happened afterward. I thought it was going to be some hokey JSA bullcrap with three Flash running around, uh, but that was not the case. I, there were so many times where I was just ready to pounce on this book for being crappy, but everything that I thought would be tropey and poop turned out to be just entertaining as all get out. I I mean this this storyline was freaking great and I'm glad I can say that. I feel better that I can say that because Mark is so impassioned by this book. But the whole journal thing I just thought was going to turn out to be something that it wasn't. I thought it was just going to be like uh like a diary or something and he like he had it up until the end, but he lost it in the alley. Professor Zoom like was studying it his entire life to get back at Barry Allen and Wally and and the city. But and then he in the alley when he travels through time, he loses it under a cardboard box, and and that's how he gets caught. But it it wasn't anything. It was great. I love this story, and it and I loved however many flashes were in it. I I got a kick that they were all buddies. And having a good time together, and Max Mercury, and Johnny Quick, which is the guy from what was that? The Golden Age? Was he in the Golden Age? He was. He's from the All Star Squadron, Golden okay. Age era. But the the that book, right? When when we read the Golden Age, he was like uh, documenting something, or writing a book, or articles, or something, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Good memory. I loved, in particular, the internal struggle with Wally West about like um, I think the line is you know for years 
you know, his powers have waxed and waned, and he has never really had a, you know, stable core of abilities. Like, he can't vibrate through stuff like uh, Barry Allen could, and he didn't have all those different abilities, and it was kind of a coming-of-age story for him to where he finally got to full power, as it would. Um, and then, after I read all that, I came to think, what if Mark Wade had written the ill-fated Flash TV series? <laughs> Is there an alternate sure. reality where he did that? And I love the fa- the Flash in this alternate reality. Right. Like, he's one of my favorite characters. <laughs> because if every comic he was in was written like this, I would read it every month, and I would enjoy the title. But, I mean... The Flash is. I was always. I've always been turned off to the Flash for some reason or another, but uh, I'm really glad that I I read this story. And when some Flash enthusiast says, you know, how come you don't like this character? Like, well, I was not a fan, but I really loved the return mm-hmm. of Barry Allen. You know, maybe he'll say like respect or something like that. You know, the um the way the issue ended where. Um, Barry Allen went like uh, Wally West went over to him while he was about to kill that guy and he heard what he had said but like nobody else could hear like I'm the Flash or I'm the only Flash and then the next issue where he leaves Wally West in that bubble I was like whoa it's getting raw right now I did not see any of this coming yeah that panel the panel where he reaches out to him and then his hand stops he almost had me and comes back oh man no, I'm with Slim. How about that last cliffhanger where they're in the fight with the guys and then they think Barry thinks that Wally gets killed, so he starts pummeling the guy and Wally only hears that I'm the Flash? That gave me chills the first I time know. I read that. That, yeah. that was a total turn of the tables. Like that's that was <laughs> it was it was amazing. It was just I was totally blown away. I'm like, holy crap, Barry, you're at such a D. I went to go close and lock my windows after I read that panel. <laughs> you were scared. And, and then I bolted the door. Um, take every positive comment I've made about our book club books and roll it into one, and you're going to get my commentary for this book. This was everything I love in a superhero book. Um, I love Jonesy's point about the struggle Wally had with Barry. In that first issue, I love that it wasn't just hugs. Hey, Barry's back. The entire first issue was him just staring at him at every single point going, all right, that sounds like my uncle, but why haven't you said this yet? Or why are you acting like that? I, I felt it was written in such a way that even as the reader, you kind of felt put off because I was confused at first. That first issue, he was back. There was no uh, him appearing in some bubble naked like the Terminator. There was no anything he was there like being embraced by Hal and Jay and that was it Barry Allen's back and for for a person just to read this arc it's got to be a little disorienting and it's and that's probably how you know Wally West felt a little disorienting to see this guy reappear after so long yeah those first two lead-up issues I thought were really interesting in the fact that Wally kind of comes into this situation late and Hal Jordan just takes him by the shoulder and says, that's my old friend Barry Allen. You know, my ring says so. That's good enough for me. And almost gives Wally the kind of like, back off, it's him. Like, mm-hmm. uh, at, like brush off attitude. And then the uh, second issue is, is really Wally like, 
the three flashes, Flash, the Flash, and the Flash, Jay Garrick, uh, are just like cleaning up. Mm-hmm. Like there's no crime anywhere, and uh, Wally's gonna, I guess, come back to his girlfriend and be like, "So what do I even do here now? Like what? Do, I mean, obviously there's no point in me." being here it's redundant what else could i do somewhere else to help people but you even kind of get the feeling like he's lost even then like just as a person he has no direction yeah he you just know figures what? he'd move because why not right but he doesn't really want to but he doesn't want to stay yeah he's he so easily gives up his identity of the flash back to barry allen mm-hmm. even though barry doesn't take it that way you're you're almost kind of sad because it's like watching a character deflate to like a two-dimensional character who's like, all right, I'm just, you know, decorating the scenery. And then that's another great point about the story. Um, when Barry leaves Wally behind in that death trap and Wally just goes home and he broods in his apartment thinking, I've lost my powers plenty of times, but I've always been the Flash. Now my powers are intact. It's my identity I'm questioning. And I have no freaking clue who I am anymore. I don't know what to do. Um, I love the inner monologue for Wally West. I told Jonesy a couple of days ago, Wally West is a character to me. I love him like I love Jack Knight and I love Yorick Brown. I feel like I've watched them grow. I've watched them change. I've watched them go from immature, selfish, lost hero to being one of the world's greatest respected heroes. And this was a major turning point for him. Mark Waite wrote the book from issue one to issue 161. Holy crap, and did he? so, yep. Wow. So this was a major point for him. And everything that happened here resonated all the way through Jeff John's run at issue 243 when it ended. Now, did Jeff officially bring Barry back? Jeff officially brought Barry back a la Flash Rebirth, similar to Green Lantern style. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I mean, not to, not to break off from the... Uh, the book club, but I don't I don't know much about the Speed Force or how Barry came back. Like, just give me like the thirty second pitch on how Barry returned. Barry came back in Final Crisis, written by Grant Morrison, and I'm still confused as to how. To be honest, he outran Death basically. He outran the Speed Force because the Speed Force is the afterlife, right? Professor Zoom. It's the place that his powers come from. Professor Zoom opened a rift in it that Barry ran through. Oh, man, I have no idea what you're talking about. Don't even but just, back to just, the return have, Barry just have fun. So do <laughs> we get any letters, it. Mark? The, uh, <laughs> the, Real um, quick. No, uh, the, now there's a, I think everyone loves Wally West, and they don't like Barry Allen. Because remember when like, Barry Allen came, is Barry Allen the character in the New 52? Yes. So isn't there, like, oh, yeah. a contingent of, like, Stephanie Brown fans that are, like, that same way for Wally West, and they want there Wally is. West back? I think so. Or, well, I know there is because I'm a part of that membership. But um, the what? reason why, I'd say, mm-hmm. what were you going to say, Dale? No, I was, gonna, I was just going to ask what happened to Wally West, <clears throat> either by Flash Rebirth or Flashpoint. Was Wally West around then, or did he go, go away before that? He went away in the New 52. No mentioning, no references, nothing. He doesn't exist. Who, who was the Flash in Flashpoint? Barry. So where, uh, was Barry Wally, was the Flash. where was Wally right before Flashpoint? Did he just, like, retire when Barry Allen came back? He was semi-retired. Him and Linda wind up getting married and have children. 
Good for him. And they're small kids. They have powers, so he took a step back. Poor guy. But he at least got a decent amount of uh, service in Flash Rebirth. They oh, acknowledge yeah. him. They explain okay. why he's ready to retire. Uh, this is one of the first comics I ever read. I remember it. It was 1996 when we moved out to Pennsylvania where I actually read the comic and I heard the character's voice. It was during the splash page in issue six where Zoom is racing to the Flash Museum. And then Wally had just kissed his girlfriend after he saved her life, after he gotten the hell beat out of him. And he's thinking about what Max said. He's like, Max was right all along. I am afraid of replacing Barry, but I'm more afraid of this bastard doing it first. That I read that, and it was, mm-hmm. wow, I get it. I hear him. How great was, I was like struck how great the page was where he was holding Wally's uh, girlfriend and like literally seconds from phasing into her heart oh, or head. And, and her and brain. the only pages that follow that were just him zipping through the city, not even saying a word, and then getting there. I was like, wow, this is a great, great page. And they just kept, like, the panel was only, like, two fingers on the top of her head. And it was just, yeah. every every time they showed that, it was just, uh, you could feel the tension in your in your chest. Like, mm-hmm. come on, you better get there, Wally. I went and double, double-checked that the doors were locked after I read that Absolutely. page. <laughs> now, you guys didn't really read Flash books, but did you find the way Mark Wade wrote Flash's super speed as a weapon to be interesting? The descriptions that Wally would have of... Zoom is so fast, I can't even swing on him. By the time I lift my hand, he's tagged me three times over. Or he threw gravel at Johnny Quick and it tore into him like buckshot. Hmm. That, yeah. I think Mark Wade did a masterful job with those descriptions. Um, be, uh, I did. I do think that was probably a weak point, and I probably think that on all Flash books. It's just tough to kind of give him action shots or action sequences or give him something to do other than get people out of a way of a moving train or something. So when Mark Wade wrote those descriptors like the buckshot sand, that it certainly helped. But when they were, you know, when they had to clear out from that built bullet train or when they had to clear the amusement park, it's, it's still them just running around and and getting people out of the way or whatever flailing. or or like flailing their arms around to to a tornado <laughs> but i but i it didn't detract it didn't detract from me at all from this story because of mark wade's writing and the fact that i i was i'm reading a flash book so i have to that's what's going to happen in a flash book and, and the, I'm, which i'm perfectly fine with when they stopped that train together in the first issue i thought that was pretty phenomenal where they like did the hand vibrations and stopped yeah. it right before it hit the school or whatever building that was. I thought that was really good. And then I loved Wally's narration through that whole thing. Like, he's looking back. He's panicked. How are we going to stop this train? It's going to hit the school. And then Barry runs up. Ah, oh, there he is. What's he doing? He's crazy. And mm-hmm. Jay chips in. All right, well, Jay's old. He doesn't have much time to live anyway, so <laughs> I could see it. And then Wally's <laughs> like, ah, oh, what the hell? I may as well pitch in. I just, I love the fact that they were all buddies and they... Jay, I mean, I, I'm a sucker for like for Jay Garrick and Alan Scott. I don't know that much about the JSA at all, but I have a soft spot for those two characters for some reason. So it was cool to see Jay Garrick in a flash book 
I just I just enjoyed the fact that they were all like they all you could tell they did this in almost every issue of the run. They they get together and have a conversation or you know fight crime together. It's not just about Wally West all the time or Barry Allen. It was really neat how they each have their own identity and and yet they share and they can share things with each other because they all kind of understand the speed abilities and stuff like that. It was really really nice. Uh, guys, we're running out of time. Running out of tape right now. Just real quick, I have I have more thoughts. Um, the raciness of Linda's body, mm. like for the most part, this was a G-rated book, and then you got to Linda's side and bottom boob and, <laughs> and shots like that, and it totally just just stuck in there. I stuck in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, there was I side boob. Broke the speed force barrier. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's just racy raciness. I'm down it with was. that. I mean, uh, she was she's very sexy in this book. She was Barry or Wally is. I mean, what is she, what is Be- Wally doing with her? What does this guy have besides a sexy mullet and a you know a members Orange. only jacket and a dynamo pants? Jaw. Big the biggest blue eyes, round blue eyes I've ever seen <laughs> on a human being. <laughs> I think um, I, I I mean I I'm really glad I read this book. I probably would have never given it a chance if not for Mark. What about and what about the uh, I never knew much about Wally West, but his suit is clearly clearly the TV the better suit. suit. <laughs> and then the TV suit. <laughs> well, yeah, Wally had the TV suit, which I didn't even put two and two together. Is maybe that's what the TV suit was made to look like. Because the Wally suit was like darker and had shadows, essentially, mm-hmm. which didn't even really make any sense, but it looked kind of cool. Mark has no thoughts. Oh, the book that I was talking about, Mark, is Nobody Dies from 1987, The Flash, number 54, penciled Crazy. by George LaRock, Greg LaRock, sorry. But written by William Messner Loeb's. 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 Classic, classic Bill. Bill Loeb's. Dale, if you like reading this book, got me into legacy heroes because I loved, like you, Jay Garrick, Barry Allen. I love that the mantle passes from one character to another. And that got me into JSA because I followed Alan Scott and Jay Garrick to there mm, and wasn't okay. disappointed. The so return. Of Barry Allen. We got your letters. I'm gonna open them up. Farrington's gonna read them to you for the last time. Just like that. Uh, Letters at paperkeg.com. We will take your letters, and Mark Farrington will read them on the era. One final time ever. Not going to lie. If I knew I was going to get this love, I would have left like 90 episodes ago. <laughs> well, you certainly checked out that many ago. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Starman. That was a great episode. Uh, I'm gonna. Can I just read a haiku real quick before you get into oh, the letters? Geez. This is part of the letter segment. This is from J-Man Says on the Twitter. A haiku for the departed. Nubian Marcus, old DC historian. 
better than Jonesy. <laughs> Can <laughs> confirm. <issues> deep. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Mark. Thank you, J-Man says. Loved it. First letter is from Agent K. Mark, this is a travesty. As I was listening to the 100th episode, I was thinking back on my PK memories, and the one that stuck out was how sad I was when we got mega trolled and then thinking you were leaving. Please say it ain't so. Is it because the crew won't admit that the Flash is the greatest superhero of all time or because of their insensitivity towards polio victims? I'm going to go ahead and say that was a Dale remark. Uh, talking about polio <laughs> victims. Just going to go Internet out on a limb. Bad boy. <laughs> Is this fair Wellington? <laughs> nice. <laughs> I truly hope not because you had a dimension of class and sophistication that the other three guys can't. Ooh. If you aren't leaving, you will truly be missed and thank you for the fond memories. Hashtag Rip Mark K Agent AKA Agent K. Rip Mark. I love how most of the people that listen to the show really don't know if he's leaving or not. Yeah, right? Because we troll them so hard for 100 episodes. Mm-hmm. Who knows? He could be back. It's the longest troll of all time. It is mm-hmm. the longest troll of all time. At least there's no movie trailer attached to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I have a sound clip from the Robin Williams calling in. <laughs> I don't, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, wow, what's he got now? Seriously, Agent K, thanks for the love. It's been a good ride. From the Twitter, next letter is up from Panooch. I find myself for only the second time in the history of the show not excited for the latest episode, the only other being the show's last episode before the hiatus. Hmm. Mark, your voice is one I've come to expect to hear when I tune into Paper Keg. The episode you miss, as good as they still are, definitely are missing a dynamic. It is going to be strange moving forward knowing your absence is not just for a week. Paper Keg is a family and you leaving is like a family member moving away. We have to be happy for the things you're moving on to, but we force a smile because we wish you could stay. No snark this time, no email tro- trolls, though I will say that last week's email worked like a charm. <laughs> uh, we all thank you for everything you have given to the show. Congratulations on your engagement and best of luck. We're going to miss you, man. Panooch, I am touched. Thank you. He's right. It's like a family thing. You guys are obviously going to go on and do great without me. And I'm not dying, guys. I won't be that far away. Barcade. I mean, I can come to Barcade. Let's get Panooch on the show. (laughs) Panooch, you got a mixer? Let's lock him down (laughs) before anybody else does. Hottest free agent in podcasting. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously, that was a well-written, eloquent letter. That's beautiful. I know, right? And when Panooch can't be on, maybe I'll come back. Don't you dare say that. You're actually banned, actually, after this episode. Well, I had a good run. (laughs) We're having a Mark Farrington embargo. (laughs) (laughs) But we can talk about planetary now, so it's a (laughs) trade-off. I'll guest star on the flap and we can talk about criminal. (laughs) (laughs) Next letter up is from Ramston. Mark, one good call, or excuse me, one could call you your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster, but I always thought your insights during the book clubs were good, not great. Sometimes <laughs> I just couldn't decide how I felt about them, while other times you killed it. Anyhow, you will be missed, and I wish you luck in your future endeavors. The show just won't be the same without a published writer on staff. <laughs> oh, man. Amen to that. Thanks, Ramston. I appreciate that. Thanks, Ramston. Next up is from Catcher. Michael, excuse me. 
And it's from MS Catcher. It's the same like I. Dear Mark, your deep, soulful voice will definitely be missed by my ears. For better or worse, the podcast won't be the same without you. Hashtag Rip Mark. P.S. Thanks, Slim, for cutting off my voice message last week. It was the most boring 10 minutes of paper cake history. <laughs> uh, well, Johnsy, what are you doing over there? Are you reading the Green Lantern issue? You've been looking at your iPad for the past 25 minutes. The first whole half of that flash talk, you were glued Wait, to are, your iPad. Are we still recording? Oh my God. Right it's, it's the closest he's ever been to the mic because it's in between him and his iPad. <laughs> and you can see my whole face on the screen. It's never enough for you, Slim. Please continue. What are you going to do next week when it's just your face on here going forward? I'm probably just going to stroke out from Slim's trolling. (laughs) (laughs) I will download that episode. Uh, We got like 30 more emails to go. Yeah, Yeah, we do. Next up is from Nikki Bonds. Farrington, I hope you were able to make it for your farewell soiree. This is an emotional moment in Paper Keg. You are a huge part of the show that will be missed. Who else could weave phrases like kilt it into our vernaculars? Your time dedicated to the show for my entertainment has been greatly appreciated. Thank you and farewell. I like how Nikki Bond said, I I hope you showed up for your last episode. (laughs) P.S. Can we get a fireside Farrington farewell roast? I think the past hundred episodes have been a roast. Yeah, Yeah, right? Yeah, no time to prepare. Nikki Bond's trying to do his best to make sure I leave with no dignity intact. (laughs) Next up from Don Garvey. It is going to be really weird to know you just aren't, quote, on assignment when I don't hear your voice on future episodes of The Keg. I'll never forget you taking me long box diving for those adventure comics at that ultra-crowded Wizard World show. What a great day and a great time. It was a great day and great time, Tom. Thanks for the years of entertainment and insight, and best of luck to you on your wedding and life to come. X's and O's, Don. Are you going to Wizard World, uh, Philly? When is that? Next May thirty first. I am actually on the Friday. Hmm. Spoilers. Were you on vacation Spoilers. that day? Light He's going for his new podcast. <laughs> Dale, that's a work from home day, quote unquote. <laughs> oh God! Off, hey? <clears throat> I'll read Dragon Froze last. That's a long one. God bless. Big winner. Ne- Next one up is from Andrew DiMarcangelo at Custom on the Twitter. I said that one right. I, I know. Amazingly well. <laughs> it's all about sounding it out. I'll make this quick. Mark, He's thank you for the many us. hours you've been spent helping to make Paper Keg the best comics podcast on the internet. Your passionate rants, genuinely unique perspective. Let's face it. Dale, Matt, and Jones, you're all generic, interchangeable white nerds. <laughs> and childlike wonder of comics have been a huge factor to what makes Paper Keg so much fun to listen to. You'll be majorly missed. Best wishes to you as you continue to get mad booty group on vacation deals. Find a house and get married. Your fiance is one lucky woman. Meow. That was in the letter. I don't, I don't meow. What was the what was his phrase? Booty Groupon deals. Yes. Mad, mad booty Groupon mad deals. Booty. I liked it. Add custom on the Twitter. Next letter up is from. Very exciting. Mark one last time for your final episode, just to put a smile on your face. Slim sucks. Heart, you guys. <laughs> pwned. Slim just got pwned. I just got pwned in my face. Live. Best going away show. gift I could have ever re- gotten. He just reverse pwned with his, uh, yeah, so he got pwned explanation. Jesus, <laughs> his salt levels. Can we get his salt ometer? <laughs> Someone check on it, please. Jonesy, before these letters are done, he'll get some love. Trust me. Oh, like no, yeah. 
He's like the Dead Sea over there. Am I right? Salt. <laughs> Salty. Next up is from Paul Shirley. Paper keg. It's a sad day for your fans. The paper keg four becoming only the three. And I can't help but feel a keen sense of loss. The gaping hole in the form of a DC loving man will be sharply felt, especially by those compadres who share Mark's adoration for that side of the street. Mark, you made it real, my friend. To think that the days of hearing your deep, soothing voice sing praises for Kingdom Come and all things Batman have come to a close. It's a sad day indeed. Good luck, man. Go out there and show the rest of the world what they've been missing. I'll miss you, Paul. Should have closed the show with that. that. Nice I'm gonna make your brother shed a tear. Thank you, Paul. Mm-hmm. Episode one and two, by the way, will be Marvel's paper keg. <laughs> 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 you just wait. Uh, next one is from Jim Lind. I only started listening to the Paper Keg podcast because Twitter recommended I follow at Slim, and after his repeated pimping of the show, I eventually started up my podcast app and really enjoyed number ninety-five. Later, I listened to number 96, and I could tell there wasn't the magic from 95, and I assume it is due to the lack of Farrington. I don't know what number 102 is going to be like without him. I'll assume it'll be junk. <laughs> 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 Lastly, the Flash's mouth on this Return of Barry Allen cover creeps me the F out. <laughs> Jim. Amen. Amen. Hmm. Jim well, Lind. Right on all points. Except the junk. My replacement's uh, good. Jonesy replacement. was pretty, Jonesy was know, pretty sour about that email before we, we uh, before we did the show. <laughs> he needed uh, to have alleged, a back massage. Allegedly. So, I don't know if anyone could fill Farrington's Crocs after <laughs> this is all said and done. No. Weren't you replacing me before I even resigned? Uh, Chris Somnian talks to Joint Paper Cake. Little known nice. fact, we did a reign of the replacements leading up to episode 50. We had uh, guest hosts for four or five episodes to determine who would be our new replacement, Mark Farrington, only to have Mark Farrington be the new host. <laughs> it so was now a, they it all think I'm coming back in five episodes. No, he is not coming back. This is not a uh, tapping the brakes on Mark. Mark is getting out of the car and throwing <laughs> it into a ditch. That's because he fell asleep on a ride home. <laughs> Until we spin it into the return of Barry Allen. Oh, man, the return show. of Mark Farrington. It is going to be a great week when you come back, when you come crawling back. <laughs> when I come crawling, <laughs> crawling back. You know what? We should re- try to record an episode on my wedding day. Think wow. about it, guys. Just think about I'm it. I'm going to put that down my calendar. Yeah. You're going to be busy. I'll talk about it on the fireside. <laughs> Davy. He's already er. married. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> I mean, that was <laughs> the first we're hearing about me. it. This is actually the show we're recording on your wedding day. Did you get <laughs> married by the JOP earlier? <laughs> I wish it'd be cheaper. Yeah, Let's be that's, honest. That's on my wedding day. Save yourself on my a wedding grand. day, she's just going to tell me where to stand, when to show up, and what to say. Period. End of story. Yep. I love my fiance. Next letter is from Davey. Mark, in honor of your leaving paper cake for what I'm sure is big dollars and fast women, I'm resuming my Starman digital read which paused on issue 29. Peace, dude. I've always enjoyed the knowledge of the archives. Dave, Red Lantern, 2051. Thanks, buddy. I'm glad you're going to be enjoying the rest of the magic that is Starman. Hmm. Magic. And last and certainly not least, Dragonfro. Sup, Keggers? First off, let me say that I'm honored to have won the episode 100 contest. 
Although I think I had an unfair advantage by He's suggesting more books than anybody else. <laughs> Don't hate the play, kids. Hate the game. Two quick book club rebuttals. One, how could nobody mention Hal slash Spectre showing up at the end? Fantastic. Because I didn't even really finish it. <laughs> Two, <laughs> no mention of Hawkeye and Barry saving the day. Terrible, corny, and cheesy. Still loved it. I did also suggest Marvel versus DC. Blame whoever made the pull. I have come up with a drinking game for episode 100. Here goes. And parentheses, please listen responsibly. One, whenever you hear Dragon Fro, take a drink. <laughs> I'm dead. Shameless plug. <laughs> Two, when Dale plays a recording, drink. Mm. As ancillary characters, guys, put everyone over the top with that. They're all in the <laughs> When spoilers for the last time is said, drink. Mm. Whenever Mark can't pronounce a name, drink. Oh, man. <laughs> Five, and finally, when the Flash TV show drinking game is mentioned, finish your drink. Oh, wow. <laughs> Cripes. Wow. It's meta. Meta drinking game. by the Society for Getting Everyone a New Liver. Yeah, right. Meta fro. And now a farewell to Mark Big Paws Farrington. Sad to see you go, brah. Could always count on you for some DC appreciation. My favorite Mark moment was that one time he said a book club book, quote, I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it either. (laughs) End quote. Sadly, I don't know when he's talking about because I've said that multiple times. Can't swing a dead cat in the the tumbler without (laughs) hitting a a book club with that. Good times, Mark. Good times. In all seriousness, really going to miss you, homie. You're one of a kind, and that's why we love you. P.S. Could you please say in your best David Allen Greer voice, hated it just once, please? (laughs) P.S. Could you say in your best David Allen Greer voice, hated it just one time, (laughs) please? I love the living color. Uh, Thanks, babe. At Dragonfro. Dragonfro. Wow. The fifth man of this podcast. He's mentioned so often. That's it. So, yeah. Last That's word. It. Yeah, Mark. Roll credit. Do you have anything you uh, want to uh, say? Any closing statements? Every beginning comes from some other beginning's end. Oh, oh my God. God. What is that from? I just heard that. It's a song. It's closing time. Oh. Get that garbage out of here. What should my last words be, guys? I'm not saying goodbye because this isn't the end. I'm not saying it was a good run because this it was a great run. And I'm not saying I'll miss you because it would hurt too much. Mark, mm-hmm. I will say, in all seriousness, it's been a lot of fun having you on the show. And thank you. Uh, thank an you. even better time having you as a friend. Oh, oh. That's not, no need to come to an end. I'll probably never see you again. Let's be honest here. All I can say is, gentlemen, it's been an honor. Listeners, thanks. With one for y'all, I wouldn't have been here this long. It's been a hell of a ride, seriously. Here's hoping it ain't the end either. Mark, I love you, man. I'll see you next week. Uh, Not as much as I love you, Dale. And Jonesy, I'll see you when I see you. For the last time, last word. Thanks, bro.
thick over here. Get a little emotional, I'm not going to lie. You're always this emotional. Is, uh, this is Mark Farrington's last fireside chat. Mark, You're what's the over-under on you and Carolyn already being married? Let's talk about it. How much money you got? Can I just... He's uh, never going to answer the question. <laughs> you'll, know if you'll find out next, no, next no. free comic book day. Not married. No you ring. You could have taken the ring off. I probably told Carolyn that you will be taking the ring off <laughs> if you're going to get married. <laughs> I wish I could get married at the JLP. Mm. But no, it's going to be a big freaking ceremony. Are we invited? Well, I'm sure I could sneak you in. What's the, I'm what's sure the you date? Is it next year? Year after? Yeah. Year Sometime after in 2014. 2014. 2014? Okay. Yeah. Have we asked your son to be the ring bearer yet? Uh, no, you haven't. Okay, spoilers. This is happening live on air, folks. Wow. Spoilers. He uh, j- this just in over the wire. He has accepted from his oh, bedroom. Okay. <laughs> That's beautiful, James. He just screamed to me, and his foot is in the air. His blanket has come off his foot. He's requesting someone come into his bedroom and drape his foot over before he can go back to sleep. I like it. I like it. It's going to be hard because he's going to run away from me, but he loves Carolyn, his godmother. I'm also going to have my German Shepherd there too. So that he'll, he's going to help uh, James. So just be on the lookout. Whatever you do, don't ride a bicycle that day, or else my German Shepherd will attack you. Your German Shepherd was descended from police attack dogs in the '60s. That dog did not like there's, me. There's two things he doesn't like: African American men and people on bicycles. Oh boy! If you can combine those two, you are in for a world of trouble. The crazier thing is, his fur is darker than my skin. He's so black. <laughs> Uh, do we have any rebuttals? We did. We had a rebuttal from, I think, the news segment. <laughs> yeah, what I, was You that? had the rebuttal. Thank you, Jonesy. You know, people often ask me what my rebuttals are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a callback. Uh, oh. I gotta, I gotta find that clip. Someone's gotta find the very first fireside where Jonesy tried to throw us on a topical segment. <laughs> It was when, when he, was, he was holding his iPad up to his chin, like <laughs> ready for, with his answer. <laughs> what was the rebuttal? Uh, I thought about your comments about JLA Avengers, flipped through it again, and gosh dang it, you were absolutely right. There is a lot of self congratulatory padding on the back in that book. Mm-hmm. I never noticed it. It's gross. He might have been the toughest <laughs> opponent I ever faced. Oh, man, it was bad. Bad News Bears. Wasn't that book Never like knows. super late too? Or did it come out monthly? It came out monthly for the first three months and then there was a three to four month gap between issue three and four because Perez pulled a muscle in his hand or something mm-hmm. or arthritis. And it and shifted they names to too, right? It was like JLA Avengers for three and then Avengers JLA because it switched publishers for three. It switched publishers for two, so each oh. company did two, and I don't remember. I think whatever company published it had their team first, I believe. And Image United still hasn't even finished yet. Remember that Image uh, crossover? Oh my God, I can't even believe that. <laughs> <laughs> just just stopped being a thing. Kind of um, like Daredevil Bullseye the Target? Yeah. That was it, and, and Starman One Million, I think, was a lightning catch-up. No, uh, nobody wanted to rebuttal that. Lightning yeah, fills him in. It's fine. We're just we're gonna leave that on the show and just not touch it. 
I'm okay with that. <laughs> I actually remember the first fireside we ever did. And then it turned into a thing. I think it was in the early 30s. No, I don't think it was that early, was it? It was because based off of a book I had read the week prior, uh, Grant Morrison's JLA two-issue story, Slim went back and read it, and he asked me what the deal was with Superman Blue. He said, nah, just we'll have a fireside chat after. So I told him, and that started it. I thought Beth Corto started it. You know who uh, wrote the Superman Blue storyline, Jonesy? No. None other. And Jan Jurgens. Oh, oh, you should not be named. <laughs> oh man, I'm drinking flagons of mead from <laughs> Norse mythology as we speak. Go read his run on Thor, starting with Death of Odin. That's your drink. Guys, my paper cake story arc really did come to an end. You read Flash, you read Kingdom Come. I can tell you really what We do. never read, uh, or did we read JSA? Never read it. We never, never read JSA, never true. After my uh, Blandville episode, I'm never going to get a book club proved again. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes that book you on know the what? internet. Dale, don't worry about it, because I suggested The Authority, and i got to live with that for the rest of my life. <laughs> Who suggested Scalped? Uh, slim, I think. guys. might have been me. I think that was a slim book. Got slimmed on that one. I think I figured out what I would ever recommend for a book club if I'm ever allowed back. If what you want. There's no big plans for book club number 125 yet, are there? Well, or maybe the, 150. What's the book? Marvel versus DC. Yeah, that's the one I thought we were doing last episode. God. It's only four issues long. It's short. We got to do some amount. We we should do an amalgam episode where we only do books. Oh, uh, sorry, great. Mark, you won't be invited on that one since you're quitting forever. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly, right? Uh, God, I, I hate this. I called Dark Claw. Obviously. Oh, come on. Dark Claw was my favorite. I want Spider Boy. Can I have Spider Boy? You're you can't have show. any. In fact, I'm taking Spider Boy just because you said that. <laughs> In fact. If you can tell me who Spider Boy is, you can have it. Superboy and Spider Man. Come on. Get off it. Come on. <laughs> I didn't get think. off it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you get that. Uh, whoops. Wasn't the there um, Magneto and the Metal Men? Wasn't that one of them? Or Magnus and the Metal Men? There was. There was the Iron Lantern, Challengers of the Fantastic. Super Soldier, right? The Guardians of the Galaxy Legion of Superheroes. Super one. Soldier looked like such a big turd. He had that stupid gambit mask with his blonde hair sticking out. God, that guy was Barrel chested. Those were all the rage back in the 90s. Yeah, everybody had Absolutely. that. The headdress, bandana. Shatterstar. Havoc. The rest. Gambit. <laughs> John Prophet, John Prophet. Long shot. Man, an amalgam episode would be a great idea. Hmm. Friggin' A. Yeah, Maybe we, we should do it next week, Mark. We should do it one Are you unquitting right now? Are you unquitting? 102. What a show to do without Mark. Just rub it in your face. <laughs> the ultimate troll. <laughs> we uh, One of my suggestions for was for a Mark-free episode was all the books Mark would have loved. <laughs> so, like, in a round table... <laughs> <laughs> it would just be heaven. Heaven is that going to be our theme episode where we yeah. just do like uh, yeah, every Justice Society a, a issue <laughs> yeah. ever written in memoriam Mark Wade profile? Mark, Mark Farrington. Uh, oh, well, I, but I think it's uh, safe to say, Mark, that um, you always have an open seat on Jonesy's den couch. If I could be so bold as to say that, uh, invite him over to Jonesy's house. Um, but uh, it's been a great run, man, and. 
Uh, I've, I'm proud to call you friend. I've gotten to know you so well through this podcast, and you know, you're always welcome to come cook chicken on my grill anytime. Dale, I say these last two things with the utmost sincerity. One, it genuinely has been an honor. Thank you. I'm proud to call each and every one of you my friends and podcast mates. Is that the word? Podcast mates. And two, that being said, Dale, you're the only one out of these guys who has earned an invitation to my wedding. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You get a plus one. And keep in mind, I love Mo. But if you want to take either one of these two, I understand. Uh, Dale, that means oh you'll, you'll be responsible for both your children and my German Shepherd and James as the ring bearer. Oh Just throwing that out oh there. God, oh God. You're living in hell. <laughs> He's up to the challenge. He'll be fine. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember way back in the day when this show was, uh, before it was this show, we recorded in the dusty old basement of uh, Slim's house, and uh, I believe Slim said we should have. We were doing. A, we we're going to do a DC book, and he said, "What about Mark Farrington? He seems to know a lot about DC." And uh, we're like, "Yeah, we'll have him be a guest." And uh, <laughs> three and a half years later, one hundred sixty or whatever episodes of podcast later, he's finally bowing out as guest host. It uh. You know, it's it's weird to be on a show where so many firsts in your life happen. You know, for me, marriage and kids and all that. And uh, developing and maintaining these friendships has been part of it. And uh, it's going to be sad to see you go from this part of our lives that we started together. Thanks, man. I feel the same way. Three, three and a half years later, I think I know just as much about Mark as I did <laughs> that moment where I said, well, let's get that Mark guy to guest host on the show. Remember when we discovered he was from Cleveland? <laughs> yeah. I almost yeah. wore my Cleveland Indians t-shirt tonight. The funny thing is, <laughs> folks were ripping on me about this at work today because I walk in and I tell them, hey, I think we found the house. No, I told one person. Spoilers. And Coworkers, then, no, we don't. I'm waiting. I'm supposed to get an update tomorrow morning, so I'll get a text. But I'm sitting there. It's about 3 o'clock, and the guy walks up i'm showing him pictures a couple other people walk up they're like what's going on i said oh yeah by the way i think we found a house that we're pretty certain we're going to move on she goes you're the king of oh by the way you walk in and say oh by the way i'm engaged oh by the way you're having a baby oh by the way i hit the powerball that's you if you start a sentence with oh by the way anybody else would consider that life altering i I, never been good at talking about myself true funnily enough the one blunder on my highlight reel that I thought you guys were going to bring up but didn't is, I forget where we were. It might be here, Jonesy. But I was deep in thought, so deep that I'm tapping the bass in the microphone. Little do I know that it's not connected tightly. And I tap it and the thing just disconnects mid-conversation. Oh, no, that wasn't here. Oh, that was, I think that was in Dale's basement. Where you were just, you were just, I was just, just taking apart your microphone for no reason. <laughs> you were just like, you were we so were bored a... that you just you <laughs> dismantled was... your microphone while we were recording the show. It's, I wasn't it was bored. I was book just that didn't have a it. cape in it. Well, there was all. Would... We used to record Sundays, but it was just like during football season. So Mark was like literally not even paying attention. He had his fantasy app open. He was <laughs> mm-hmm. paying attention to other things. He, we could have been talking about anything, and he would not have any idea. 
and would openly admit it that he had no desire to be here talking about <laughs> comic books. So what did you think, Mark? Hang, hang on, hang on one second. Fantasy draft. Fantasy draft. Oh man, I'm gonna I set wish, my line up. Whatever that means. I wish I took better care of doing notes. Uh, like yeah. This episode in the notes, Mark takes apart his microphone because he is bored. <laughs> <laughs> that story's gotten completely out of hand, but. I laugh about that to myself to this day. That was hysterical. Mm-mm-mm. Remember uh, that time I w- in uh, Dale's basement where I went to the bathroom and I went to spray afterward, and it was like bu- <laughs> and it was like bug it was spray wasp killer. Oh, wasp killer. I mean, who who places wasp killer on the back part of a toilet? <laughs> don't don't deflect. All right, I, it's a basement. Uh, it's a basement. I have bugs. So I mean, there's I a sprayed, very naturally I sprayed bug the S out of that bathroom where we were literally not able to breathe while we, we were, were about we to were start sitting that show. five feet from the bathroom door and we we are trying to record and we're just inhaling bug spray. I mean, my face was so flushed. I felt like such crap recording that show. I felt like we were chewing on fiberglass the and entire it, time. Tell you what, no was wasp like, was going to attack us, though. That's, that's right. <laughs> For it the was, rest of our lives. It was like all natural bug spray, so it was like it smelled like menthol, but it was like killer menthol, poisonous menthol. It was really thick. Surprisingly enough, nobody wound up sterile from that episode. <laughs> that we know of. That remains to be seen. Right. Just, oh, I think I just killed a wasp on my foot. It's already paying See? dividends. You just breathed on it, right? <laughs> you haven't had to do anything. Good times, guys. Good times. Wow. Good show. Uh-huh. Is that it? Really big show? Wind column? Yeah. I would say this sits on the throne, which is comprised of giant pairs of sandals uh, as the Mark Farrington wind column. Memorial wind column. Mm. Right. With this the show at its peak. This column can never be touched again. Great Holding embargo on this column. <laughs> <laughs> you know our love was meant to be I am. 